Hi, and welcome to What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner podcast, where we speak to adult migrant learners about their English language journey and discover the trials and triumphs of learning a new language and assimilating to the Australian way of life. I'm your host, Emma Omran. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land and pay respects to their elders past and present. I also extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hi everyone and welcome to Series 3 of What the English? In Series 3 we speak to second generation youth about growing up in a bilingual household. In this episode we welcome Layla. Layla is 15 years old and has two older siblings. Layla has learnt several different languages, Bosnian being the language she grew up with. Layla discusses the benefits of learning more than one language and the importance of understanding and acknowledging different cultures and backgrounds. Here's Layla. Hey Layla, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am good. Welcome, Layla, to Series 3 of What the English, and thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's a really cool opportunity. Oh, great. I'm glad. Usually we start off by asking people what their background is and, you know, all of that, and we'll get to that. But first, I just want for you to maybe just think of a phrase or a word or anything in your language or just something that maybe you're more familiar with and we can start off that way and then we'll see we'll see how we go from there let's just try something a little bit different (laughs) okay well (laughs) the only thing I can really think of is kind of like a greeting like phrase I guess you could say like a greeting sentence so when you want to greet someone you say dobardan and you say dobardan kakoste to ask them you know how are you it's a good way to be like, good day, like, how are you? Let me try this. So did you say, Dobadan? Yeah. Um, yeah. What would the response be? What would I say to you? So you would just say, Dobadan back. So it's like, Dobadan, Dobadan. Oh, okay. Dobadan, Dobadan. Okay, great. Well, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy enough. Um, but well, let's just start this way. Were you born here, first of all? I was born here. I was born and raised in Australia. So Okay, born and raised in Australia. Yeah, tell me a little bit about, you know, the way you were raised and having that other language behind you growing up. What did that feel like? What was it like to be raised in that in that household? It was really good to be able to know that you had like different routes to go back to all the time. I used to go to a language school every weekend. To just like my parents always wanted to make sure that my roots and my culture always stuck with me for when I was growing up. So I would go to language school every Saturday. I've been doing that since I was six and I'm still doing it, but I'm graduating next year from it, which is pretty exciting. But just being able to grow up in my roots and not just that, but um, being born and raised in Australia, the culture is obviously very different. And being able to always look back to my parents and be like, I have something else. Like, it's not just being Australian because I was born in Australia. I'm just not Australian. I have, yeah, just like something else, a different culture, like something that's still my personality, which just felt really good. Yeah, yeah. 
it's sort of like exploring your roots a little bit more. Tell me a little bit now about your background and how old you are and just a little bit about yourself in general. So I'm 15 years old. My family is from a country called Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's in the like the Balkan regions of Europe. Like I said, I was born in Australia. My brother was actually born in Germany and my sister was born in Croatia, I think. So we were all born in like different places. They're significantly older than me. They're like 15, 13 years older than me, which was a little bit harder to grow up with. You know, it was a really cool experience. And yes, my parents are both from Bosnia. They were both born and raised there. They had to migrate during a war. So they had to go to Croatia and they had to go to Germany and they came here which is where I was raised and I was born and raised. But yeah, just growing up with like having that Bosnian culture was just like really good. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it looks like your your parents having migrated here when there was a war, that must have been like quite impactful for you. Yeah, 100%. It's something that it always stuck by because it was more like a genocide. On the 11th of July, we always not celebrate, but like we have like a little memorial for it. We have all this symbolism and we really take part in like, cause my dad was from the town or the city where the genocide or like the war like happened. It's something that he's always made sure that we all remember and that we like don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um, yeah, extremely uh, important and very significant, obviously. And so can you tell me a little bit more about you know, how it feels to be able to sort of interchange from English to Bosnian, you know, depending on the context and the circumstances, what's that like? Honestly, I feel just really lucky to have been raised to learn a different language and not having to like, you know, because it's obviously really hard to learn a language now like as I'm older, but being able to know that I was taught it from a young language and being able to speak it whenever I like, and because I'm like pretty fluent in it, it's just really good. I also like try my best to talk Bosnian to like my elder family because they do really only understand Bosnian and I feel like it's just it's really great being able to communicate with them rather than not being able to talk to them because I only know English so yeah yeah and for you personally in terms of you know being born in Australia because I can relate to that I was also born in Australia you know my parents are Egyptian but that thing between sort of you know do you feel more Australian or sort of more Bosnian or can that sometimes be a bit difficult to manoeuvre? What are your thoughts on that? I love, like, I love embracing my culture. I go to Bosnian folk dancing, well, not now because of lockdown restrictions, but it's always been, like, ever since I was little, my sister and I both have been doing that Bosnian folk dancing and we've both been doing Bosnian school and it's just, like, that just makes me feel really Bosnian. That makes me, like, really feel more cultured rather than when I'm just going to regular school I'm like yeah like I'm Australian but then at the same time majority of my friend group is Bosnian some of my best friends are like my closest cousins that just makes me feel more like on a day-to-day basis I don't just feel Australian because mm. I'm speaking English but I also feel like you know Bosnian. Yeah yeah I can definitely relate to that and in terms of the language itself So growing up, obviously your parents spoke Bosnian at home. They speak Bosnian at home with you. And is that how you became quite fluent in Bosnian, just by obviously listening to them constantly speaking? And then you mentioned that you go to language schools. So in terms of the language, you know, now that you've got Bosnian and English, 
What have you discovered in terms of the language itself, like those little subtle nuances in words and things like that? What are your thoughts around that? Is there anything that you've picked up or that you've uh, realised? Well, first of all, the alphabet is different. It has like extra letters. And sometimes it's very difficult to distinguish. A lot of words are very similar and there's not much like variation between words. A lot of the words are like the exact same. That's why sometimes during language school, it would be hard to distinguish which word is which or which letter is which because there's letters that are like literally the exact same, but somehow they have a different meaning. And, you know, for the older people, like the parents and stuff, they can recognize the meaning, but for the younger kids, it's like a lot harder. But yeah, I've just realized that it's not a difficult language, well, for me at least, but however a word is spelled, that's how we pronounce it. So there's really nothing that's like, difficult for pronunciation and stuff like that, which I find really good because it makes it just slightly easier. So in Bosnian, do you have those accents, you know, those accentuated accents that actually tell you how to pronounce the word? Is that what you mean? Yeah. All right. And do you think in general that, you know, people should be encouraged to learn um, more than one language? And if you think that's so, why? Why do you think that that should be so? Well, for if it's a language that's part of their culture, um, I feel like it's definitely important to learn because I feel like one of the things I've grown up with is like never forget about your roots, never forget about your culture. And I feel like it's really important because in order to, you know, keep something a part of you or keep something a part of your personality, I feel like it's really good to look back on your culture. And for people who don't have a culture to look back to like they're just like Australian which is completely fine um I just think it's again still very important to learn a language like especially if you like to travel you'll be able to communicate more and because Australia is a multicultural country I feel like knowing an extra language would just be like more helpful because you never know who you could run into or who could need help and you just happen to know the language that they speak when you hear the word language, what's sort of the first thought that comes to your mind? Well, I definitely obviously think about Bosnian, but at the same time, I think about how Bosnia has not only showed me my culture and obviously given me another language to speak, but um, when I think about language, I also think about how in a way like English is even connected to, I'd say like Latin and stuff. And I feel like it's really cool to know that all languages are kind of similar in their own sense, which makes it slightly easier to learn. But it's also great to think about how sometimes I get stuck in this thought where it's like, you know, it's just Bosnian. But when I think about language, I also think about how there are so many other different languages. Like, for example, I learned Japanese and I tried learning German and I also learned French. So now when I think about language, I also think about all the other languages I learned, not just Bosnian. Yeah, yeah. And so you said Japanese. How long did you do that for? Well, um, in my primary school, they started teaching it from prep. So I learned it from prep to year five. And then I did Turkish in year six. And then through year seven to year nine, I did French. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Good on you. Yeah, you've explored a few different languages there. And tell me, like, from, from that perspective of someone, you know, having um, learnt a few other languages, again, what have you sort of picked up in terms of the structure of the language, the grammar, all those things? Is there anything specific that you've picked up? 
Well, I know that Japanese, it had a completely, like, obviously a completely different alphabet. And that was probably the hardest language for me to learn because I started learning it for really young. I kind of, I still remember it. Like, I don't remember, obviously, fluently, but I still remember. I know that Japanese obviously has a large alphabet and, you know, obviously different alphabets rather than, like, letters and numbers, it's symbols. They don't um, necessarily have a lot of grammar, but you know how, like, they write downwards and they write like from different sides which I find is really cool because it's obviously not like English when you write from left to right yeah Turkish they also had the different symbols in the alphabet like with the little lines on the top like stuff like that and for French French was probably the easiest one for me to learn out of all of them because I found that it wasn't very different to English a lot of the grammar was the same like there Verbs, adverbs, um, the pronunciation was a little bit hard, but it was for all of them, obviously. Um, but yeah, I found that French had the most similar like grammar and the most similar structure to English than any of the other languages. So would you stick to French or have you stuck to that in continuing that learning? Ever since year nine, which is when I stopped because my school stopped doing it as a thing, so in year 10 you didn't have to do a language. But I definitely would like to continue it. However, I feel like continuing Japanese is something that I've always wanted to do. So I feel like if I was to continue one of those three languages, I would definitely try to learn more Japanese. Oh, all right. So why? Um, I just feel like it's like an amazing language. I, I used to watch a lot of anime and me learning Japanese really helped that. But at the same time, in year five, we had a exchange student or like we had a sister school and what we had is these students from that sister school came to stay with us for like a week and you could host a student and I got to host this really lovely girl who was Japanese and just talking to her and her talking about her culture and her like at home life really made me a lot more interested. Yeah oh that's really good I like that. I love going to sushi places and my parents like to go to Japanese like all you can eat buffets and, you know, it's just really cool. I feel like if I were able to learn Japanese, it would be really cool to, like, speak to them. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay. So in saying all of that, Layla, like, what are your hobbies and what is it that you would like to do moving forward? I love painting. I love art. I love drawing. But at the same time, I really like being adventurous. I like going out. I like going on, like, runs and walks. Like, for example, I'm going to the Maribyrnong River today. And I love going to the Maribyrnong River because it's just this long walk around a river, which is really fun. I don't really have, like, any specific hobbies. I do folk dancing, but we haven't done that in a while because of lockdown. But I've been practicing to study criminology. I have, uh, like, a set career path to study criminology or, like, criminal justice. You've got, like, a really rich experience already. You know, you're 15 You've done so much already in terms of, you know, learning all these languages and and your interest now in, you know, moving forward with criminology. That's fascinating. So now well done. And, you know, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Yeah, I hope, you know, at at some point in time after all these lockdowns are over, (laughs) hopefully we can actually see each other and maybe you can teach me a little bit of Japanese. Of course, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. No problems. Thank you, Layla. Thanks a lot. Bye. This episode is brought to you by What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner. Produced by Martin Franklin, East Coast Studio. Please subscribe 
and share this podcast with your network.